You're listening to a Mornings with Kelly and Steve podcast. Be sure to check us out every weekday morning from 6 to 9 on Moody Radio. And it is time to check in with Chris Martin of BibleToLife.com for our very special Valentine's Day edition of, of Bible to Life. Hey man, how are you? Good morning. Good morning. I'm doing all right. How are you guys this morning? We are doing very, very well. You know, I imagine this is the time of the year that uh, Dr. Gary Chapman's books are just on fire, coming off the shelves. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think a lot of folks like to buy his books and and all of his content on the internet. I know that uh, a lot of folks, Dr. Chapman and other folks affiliated with him, have. Uh, I think they maybe just finished up a big tour of florida doing a, a lot of different marriage and yes. date night mm-hmm. such events in the florida area and so um yeah he's i he man he's I, I got to spend some time with him when they had an event a couple years ago in uh here just outside of nashville and um man he is still going strong nobody's gonna slow down dr chapman until nope. dr chapman decides to slow down that guy is one of the kindest mm-hmm. most uh active older fellas I've ever got to spend some time with. And he is, uh, yeah, he, I, I'm so grateful for how God has provided for him and, and allowed him to continue doing this important ministry. And yes, like you said, I, I think he's especially busy this time of year. Yeah. yeah, we had him here for an event, Chris, just a quick side story. And we had taken a break and it was time to call Dr. Chapman back to the yeah. platform, but we lost him and we're scrambling around trying to find him and we're looking for him. And finally, we spotted him, and I said, oh, no, Dr. Chapman is out there in the audience (laughs) with the people. How are we going to get him out of there and back up on the platform? He is a great guy, but he just just wanders around, loves to mingle and talk, and he is just fantastic. Yeah, it's wonderful. Well, that leads us into this uh, first article that you have, and this is really great because it comes from uh, God Speaks Your Love Language, and it really presses us, how do we actually discover our primary love language? So what does he say about yeah. that? Yeah, and I want to I kind of mention, I think, I think the book God Speaks Your Love Language is maybe one of the more underrated or overlooked books in the love language library, if you will. You know, there are a handful of uh, love language adjacent books beyond the primary book, Five Love Languages. And this is, frankly, my favorite, if I can pick favorites among them, um, because it takes the Five Love Languages, which is very much a horizontal concept of, hey, here's how you can better love your spouse or better love your neighbor um, and, and you know, more effectively love them in these five primary languages in which people prefer to be loved. And it takes it, it takes that horizontal principle, if you will, that horizontal concept and makes it a more vertical concept, a sort of, Hey, God, God speaks in these languages too. And God, like God cares uh, about us enough to, to love us in ways that we receive love and, and we can engage in the same way. And so anyway, I just want to say that I think sometimes that one is underrated or overlooked. And it's one of my favorites, if not my favorite of all of them. But he says in this book, how do we discover our primary love language? He just gives a a handful of ways to go about it. First, he says, you should ask, how do I most often express love to other people? And if you aren't familiar with the five love languages, that's unlikely, but I will quickly explain them. First, acts of service. 
Um, you express love by serving other people, putting away the dishes or things like that. Second, you receive gifts. You love to receive gifts. That one's pretty self-explanatory. Third is quality time. You really have your love tank filled by just spending good time with someone that you love, whether it's a friend or a spouse. That's how you feel affection. Then words of affirmation. <clears throat> that one's also pretty self-explanatory. You you just share kind words and, and you, you like to do that. And you like to receive those. And then finally, physical touch. You like a, a good hug, a handshake even, just something to express physical affection with a, a friend or, or a loved one. And so if those are the primary, the, the five love languages, we, we can identify ours by saying, how do I like to love other people? Like, how do I love other people well? For me, I, I'm a big words of affirmation guy. Um, and so I, I like to receive words of, of affirmation, but I also like to give words of affirmation. And so I, when I was first trying to discern my love languages back in the day, I thought to myself, well, how do, how do I like to show love to other people? And that was kind of my first clue. Second, he says to ask the question, what do I complain about most often? Your complaints, he writes, reveal your inner emotional need for love. The husband who says, you're always so busy that we'd never just sit and talk anymore is revealing that quality time is his primary love language. And I think he makes a really good point here by saying that, you know, we can look through our complaints to say, well, beyond just whining or belly aching about what kind of love we feel or don't feel, we can dig deeply into that and say, well, what does this say about me? What does this say about the kind of love that I like to give and or receive? And so I think that's a good question. Third and finally, the third question he says is um, we can ask, what do I request most often? Um, the wife, he writes, the wife who says, could we take a walk this evening after dinner is requesting quality time um, and other similar you know, requests. Are there if there are any things that you're finding yourself, hey, I would really like. A gift or man, I'd really like for you to serve me in this way. If you're finding yourself requesting different kinds of acts of love, then that's probably a good signal of what your what your love language is. So those are just a few ways. Um, and, and he has a few additional, uh, especially as it pertains to our relationship with the Lord. But those are, I think, good first three questions that you can be asking yourself as you try to identify your love. Language. Yeah. And those are found uh, in that book, God Speaks Your Love Language, which is available at moodybooks.org. I encourage you, maybe grab a copy of that and include that wherever you're going with your loved one, mm -hmm. and maybe you want to share on that. That's an encouragement to them. Yeah. Okay, Chris, why learn your love language? Mm. Yeah, this is a really great article, too. It's from the same book, God Speaks Your Love Language. And so he says, a logical question as you're thinking about this is, how does understanding my primary love language affect my relationship with God and others? And so he gives us just a few ways that it does, um, and I'll list two of them here for us. First, he says, discovering your primary love language gives you better self-understanding. And throughout this article and in this portion of the book, he shares a handful of stories. I, I won't share all of those stories. I'll let them speak for themselves. But he by understanding your love language, you have better self-awareness. I think anybody who's lived life for a long period of time and, and worked or even just in family life and relationship, having self-awareness and understanding any kinds of things about yourself, whether you know it's the ways you like to be loved, as in the love languages, or um, things that make you tick, like what are your pet peeves, things, things that are quite the opposite. Having some self-awareness and understanding you know, what is prone to make me fall into sin and anger, understanding what, you know, what's going to make me lack patience or what are the ways that I can best love others and that I best like to feel the love of other people. Having good self-awareness and self-understanding 
is a really um, wise way to conduct ourselves um, and just kind of doing a lot of times looking in the mirror, whether literally or metaphorically here, we're speaking metaphorically can be kind of difficult for us. It, it can be going to reveal um, things about us that we don't necessarily like. And we, we notice things about ourselves that we didn't before. And I think sometimes it can be scary to try to become more self-aware and to dig into who we are. But Dr. Chapman in this book and in this article advocates that for the idea that self-awareness and having a better self-understanding is really great, even if it may be a little difficult to see some things about ourselves that we didn't see before. Secondly, he says the, the other reason is you get a better ability to understand and help fellow believers. And this is one of the things about, you know, five love languages is often talked about, understandably so, in a romantic context. And that's, like I said, it's understandable. And there's a reason that, yeah, this topic is always more interesting around Valentine's Day. But I also think that the five love languages when applied to the church is just incredibly valuable and helpful. Um, and just applied to our familial, like our family relationships with the body of Christ. And recognizing that, yeah, like um, recognizing that your spouse's love language is acts of service is great. And that's really helpful. But man, in what other ways can you, like if, if the five love, if your five, primary five love language is um, acts of service, in what way can you deploy that to serve the body of Christ beyond your spouse? Like that's great. Serve your spouse in that way. But if you find that you really like to express love by acts of service, in what ways can you serve the body of Christ? Or if you find that quality time is a, is a great way that you like to express love to other people, how does that affect your ministry in the local church or even just in your more broader community? And so I think it's helpful, as Dr. Chapman says here, it, understanding our love language, our primary love language, gives us a better ability to understand and help fellow believers. And I would broaden that to even just our broader community. And I think that is a great way to think about these beyond, you know, once we get through the Valentine's Day and romance portion of, of you know, understanding the five love languages, if we can apply that to our brothers and sisters in Christ, I think it can be really helpful. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, when I think about our understanding of our own self, that we connect our needs and we're able to actually express those to the people that we are with, then we're really making our lives a little bit easier because I'm kind of telling you how I need to be loved. And and that really takes a little bit of the pressure off of other people around you. If you know I need to hear words of affirmation, well, then it's pretty clear, you know, what's going to help me is to hear good job or, you know, you're going to hear that whatever it is that you, you need in, in terms of affirmation. But we're really helping ourselves. And that's one of the things that God has allowed us to figure out about knowing ourselves. But then we have a responsibility. Share that with others in addition to figuring out what their love language is. Yeah. And I, I think that the, you know, um, I really love that Dr. Chapman in, in, you know, so long ago when he created this concept of the five love languages in the first book, I love that he used language because I, I think that so often when we think about relationship, whether it's romantic or platonic and it's friends or spouses or whatever else, it's just really about communication so often. It's about communicating love in the ways that people want love to be communicated. And that doesn't just mean words. When we think communication, we immediately think words. Um, but I think so much of healthy relationship, building and maintaining healthy relationship comes down to communication. And that's ways we communicate with our hearts, not just with our, our mouths. Mm -hmm. 
of the core of this concept and what makes it so great is is that um, so much of our healthy relationships need to be built on good communication, and that does that goes beyond what we say with our mouths. Yeah. Hey, Chris, tell us a little bit uh, while we're here together, too. I, I want to point people to BibleToLife.com and tell them how they can search for some other resources, whether it be, uh, you know, about love or anything else that might pertain to things that they're dealing with in relationships. Yeah, yeah. BibleToLife.com is a resource of uh, Moody Publishers and Moody Bible Institute that is home to nearly a thousand resources on all kinds of topics. There's all kinds of ways you can navigate it, however, is most helpful for you. We have resources organized by uh, category, like is it addressing a question? Is this a devotional article? But then also perhaps the most uh, used one and most helpful one is the topic index. If you're going and you're like, yeah, I want to find more, I want to find more articles on relationships generally or marriage specifically or parenting or other similar topics. Um, we have a topic index right across the banner at the top of the homepage at BibleToLife.com that you click on that topic index and you can scroll through and find all kinds of resources on all kinds of topics and it's it's ever growing so if you're ever finding man you only have you only have 10 resources in this category well next month we might have 14 um and and so every month we're adding resources to all of these categories and my hope is that um if you're listening today and and you want some biblical trustworthy resources on any number of topics from relationships to creation theology to what it means to be baptized um, any any topic related to life and faith, you can find it at BibleToLife.com. And if you don't, feel free to reach out through the contact form on BibleToLife.com and request a resource or resources on a given topic. And we'll do our best to, in the next month or two, create resources around that topic. So head there and, and find whatever you need, and my hope is that you will. Well, one of the things that uh, you know I just caught and, and I'm so elated about was that you said nearly 1,000 resources. And I think that's one of the best parts of getting to check in with you every once in a while is to see how much that resource database of articles and, and resources has grown in these past now two and a half years uh, that you guys have been doing this. And it's just an incredible picture of the growth of this and how necessary it is because far too many times you go on Google, you have a question about, you know, Jesus, you have a question about our faith and you Google it and the response that you get at the very top is just whoever is paying the most for SEO to be up there and is not any type of guarantee that it's theologically sound. It's not any guarantee that it is uh, correct in its positioning or even godly in any manner. So that's why I believe in the importance of Bible to life, because it is trusted, it is theologically sound, and when you can find that many resources, uh, God's just continuing to bless that part of the ministry, and it's just wonderful to see your hand in that, man, and we're just so grateful for the work that you're doing. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, last year, just a quick stat, just to demonstrate the need, what I think is the need. I think in 2023, 2.7 million articles were read by about 1.3 million people. So we have we have a lot of folks coming to the site who are, who are, I think, finding what they need. And like I said, if you're coming to the site, listener, whoever's listening, and you're not finding what you need, uh, just reach out through the contact form. And we, we want to make sure this is as helpful to everybody as, as possible. And so we will do our best to get resources on the site that, that are helpful for you if you don't find what you need there. Hmm. I love that you guys do that. That is full service. <laughs> BibleToLife.com. Chris Martin, thank you so much. Of course. Thanks for having me, guys. All right. God bless you, brother. We appreciate it, and we'll look forward to the next installment. 
You're listening to Mornings with Kelly and Steve on Moody Radio, from the word to life. 